Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by one half of your BCW Tag Team Champions, Ray Lynn. Ray Lynn, how are you doing today? How is Star-Lord, by the way, too? Oh, he's just loving it up. He's sitting on my lap right now, uh, enjoying a bone. (laughs) There you go. It is, you know, tis the season. Although, I mean, I have cats. They're always hungry. So you always have to keep them entertained. There's never a dull moment in a life of pet owners. Oh, no. It's like, I didn't realize and like I don't I'm not complaining at all but I didn't realize how much work it was going to be to have a pet did you have did you have any pets growing up yeah I had a ton but my parents took care of them mostly I was like I was like um a cool aunt you know like I come in and I give them some (laughs) treats maybe take them for a walk every once in a while but like I'm a hundred percent in charge of keeping this dog yes. alive. And it's hard. <laughs> yes, it or is not. He's super chill and he's so fucking cute. So I just want to be with him always anyways. <laughs> Me with my cats. Um, You know how you were mentioning your dog like always gets in stuff. My cat, like literally every time I'm going to record something will like pound on it. So he's laying beside me right now too. That's so funny. So, it's like they want to be the center of attention. I, yeah. Place. I don't know. Or, and then halfway through that, they want to leave and then you have to get up. It's just a whole thing. Maybe they just sense the camera. I don't know. (laughs) I get that. He does that too. He's like, all right, never mind. I'm out of (laughs) here. Yeah. It's always like halfway through. It's like you could have waited, you know, it's like 10 more (laughs) minutes. But, you know, we love our pets too. And first of all, I just want to say, I still can't even believe we're in 2023. We're at the, the verge of March right now, right around the corner at the time of recording this. And, March is the beginning of a a pretty busy season for a lot of people. So what is on the horizon for you right now, personally and professionally? I am so busy this month. I, I feel like I've talked to a lot of other wrestlers too. January was so slow. February was so, so, and then like this month is super crazy. Um, I don't know when this is airing, but we, it'll be March by the time this comes out. I think I should be fine. We have combat fights on Friday. I'm not sure when those are airing. On Saturday, I have Enjoy Wrestling. Um, the following weekend, I have CCW. Yes, Capital Championship Wrestling. That's right. Yes. And then I have BCW. Yes. And then we have WrestleRex here in Pittsburgh. And then finishing it up with IWC, also in the Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh general area yeah you're not too far i mean you're not far from me at all really about three and a half hours kind of new york pa is kind of my hub too buffalo is so close i know i know it's it's been it's been a hot minute though since you've been here it's been about a year and a half at this point though yeah um i'll I'll try i'll work on it Okay. Okay. (laughs) But I mean, I'm curious too, you know, you have a lot on the horizon. Like we said, I mean, mania season for everybody is pretty much a busy month coming up, but reflecting back on the last year or so, we do what's called a watch list feature here on WrestleZone. So is there a particular match or moment of yours that stands out that you feel really proud of and why over the last year or so? So this year was really weird, right? Because I did mostly wow. I didn't do as much as I usually do. (laughs) Um, so some of my favorite matches won't come out till September. Fair. Oh my God. That's right? a long time though. And you filmed last summer, right? Yeah. We filmed between April and September of last year. Okay. So some of my, um, I think my favorite match is like my last match from the season. I can't even say who it is. Okay. Um, I, this match that's coming out. Well, I guess this will be after I have a match against Reyna this weekend on wow and which is so cool for me because 
when I moved to California, she was one of my first friends. Yes. And I traveled with her and we wrestled a lot. So it's like, I was watching a match last night that we had on YouTube and I have like really bad gear and I, I'm just like, wow, we grew up and it's so cool to see. It is. Uh, I mean, progression and everything. Yeah. It, and like, yeah, we're a lot better too. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, with anything, you know, comes with time. Exactly. But obviously a big part of your last year too was building your resume inside the tag team division alongside the Killer Bay, Heather Monroe, where you two, I believe, captured your first pair of tag team gold as Blonde Force Trauma at BCW, right? We sure did. Um, we beat these little boys up. Yes. We sent them without their belts. <laughs> so, I mean, how was that moment for you finally seeing that validation, all the hard work you've been putting in as a team? And you're still holding strong, too. It, you know, I really thought that it was for us, like, because we are really good friends. And I feel like we do things that other people don't. We put a lot of time into our gear. We put a lot of time into our promotional packages. And I feel feel like it hasn't got the buzz we want so we're still pushing we're trying to knock down some more doors maybe get some bigger level indie stuff um or tv who knows like i'd really like to take this team further than we have um having a little bit of gold we just have a little taste of what we want right now just just a little taste you it's been it's been about a year right am i am i thinking right We've had the belts for a year. Yeah. As a tag team, I think we're pushing almost. Yeah. August of 2021, I think, is when yeah. you guys really started revving up. But yeah, title-wise, you've been going on for about a year now, I believe, with the t- with the BCW titles, I think. We have. That's so. that's something. That's a huge milestone. I, I know you guys have a show coming up in a couple weeks at the time of recording this. But you mentioned, too, I mean, obviously, BFT has been highly successful in the gear department as well. You know, mm-hmm. when crafting up these gear ideas, though, I feel it's obviously not just yourself. It's it's a compromise between two people. So what does your process look like when you're drafting up and executing those gear ideas for BFT? So as far as, like, colors and stuff like that go, um sometimes it'll be like she picks something out to get made for singles and I'll be like do you mind if I get that in tag gear because like we're not always tagging so we wear them separately and you want to like I don't want just every I don't want to look like everyone else but I don't mind if I look like my tag partner um the our one that we wear a lot now like it's colorful and white yeah I found that fabric and I sent it to her I'm like girl and she's like girl so we just knew we had to get that one man that's exciting too. I know you guys too have done a lot of like purple, blue, and but then you have this like light orange kind of green in there too. I don't know how to explain it, but it, it go it coincides too. I'm a big oh, appre- yeah. I'm a big appreciator if that's a word. I don't know what the right word is of good gear, and you two have definitely phoned like in word. strong in that department. And I actually spoke with Heather a few months ago and I asked her this same question about you, but I kind of wanted to get the perspective perspective in reverse. So what are some things that you've learned about Heather or from Heather through working with her, or even just as a friend? So I love Heather and she's done a lot of really cool things. Like I didn't know her background was, she went to like a performing arts. Yes. School. And like something she always forgets to tell people that I have to tell them she went down to Australia touring with a band and was performing. Um, they're called Pusifer. 
Yeah. So she performs with them as like a side act and she went down to Australia and I thought that was super cool. Um, I also like that we bring out different things in each other. Like she's more of a powerhouse and I'm more of a like, I don't even know what to call myself. Like I do all the things. You're but, all around her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like we really like complement each other on styles too. I feel like too, I mean, it's good to kind of have that all around. I know she has obviously some lucha experience too. She's also, she can go hard too, or basically all around. It's good to be versatile in the ring. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I think we just always really liked each other because we both, I met her when I moved to California. I feel like moving to California was one of the most like pivotal points of my life because so much happened for me just, even though it was like a short time, I think I was there for like 18 months, like. I met some of my best friends that I have till today. I got the connections that got me on WOW. I feel like there's a lot of other shit that probably happened too, but like I've made some really true like lifelong friends like Heather and um, Ruby Rays and Holiday actually yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, and you've, you've been able to work with, I know Holiday's been obviously big in um, MPW too, as well, Mission Pro. You've been there yourself, California. I mean, Ruby Ray's and, you know, I mean, Heather's in around Chicago now, I believe. Yeah. Um, But for a while, those two were kind of, and Viva Van were really the faces of California. I feel like those three were really holding it down. So you've gotten to expand yourself all across the U.S., East Coast, West Coast. You've done a lot in Texas, kind of Florida, of course, with Shine and everything. Um, So you've done a lot. So that's something to be really, really proud of. But obviously, we want BFT to continue to take over, get some more gold, like you said. Boatloads of money for everyone, I mean, that too. That too. (laughs) (laughs) but what else do you envision or have in mind for goals for bft this year bft i really would like to see us on a tv platform this year i'm not saying like we have that in stone but that is a goal um and i think it's possible i really do i like i said i think we do something really unique like heather another thing whenever we were talking about like things that i am not as good I'm not good at editing videos. I'm not good at doing that stuff, but I am creative. I have ideas. Heather's really good at bringing our ideas to life. So any video you saw that we do, like, that's her. Me, I just, like, I have ideas and I have the fucking uh, one Sorry, I'm cussing a lot today. I don't know why. Too much caffeine. I have those, like, one-liners. I'm like, zing, zing, zing. And she has them, too. And we just, like, fire off each other. And I, I really don't see other tag teams doing that. No, because you guys have a lot of, like, promo stuff on your own social media. You even do, like, like trailers, kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, these cool, like, sometimes somewhat cinematic videos. It goes beyond, like, just a promo, you know? You guys work together a lot in content creation-wise, obviously, with your own platform. So I feel like you kind of just blur everything together, like, every aspect you work together, which, like you said, a lot of tag teams don't do. No, like like you said, it's more, they're not necessarily promos. They're yeah. like, I don't even know what to call them either, but we're both very obsessed with like 90s because that's yes. when we grew up. Yeah. So um, I don't, we love like those movies. We like the feel of it. It I think it takes us to a time and place where we were like living life. And I feel like that'll do that for other people too. What were some staples? I know no, I know you're like, you love movies. I know that. Yes. What were some of your staples, like pop culture-wise, television, like anything throughout the 90s that you really found yourself being a fan of? So 
a lot of people don't know this, but I actually like I'm obsessed with X-Files. I like anything. I guess some people probably do know that I really like like spooky movies, yeah. horror movies. X-Files was like a big show for me. And then whenever reality TV came out, I'm trying to remember. I loved like The Simple Life and Girls Next Door. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really I don't know. I've always really liked blonde hair. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that carved out maybe your fascination and when you applied and even got onto a couple of reality things yourself. So maybe that that kind of... (laughs) I'm really actually happy that a lot of the reality shows I tried out, like I've made it really far in a lot of reality show competitions, but never actually got on the show. Like I got to the point where I got cut and um, I'm glad it didn't because I feel like I probably could have ruined my whole life. depending what show yeah because sometimes they edit stuff together again i don't i don't exactly know i've never been on a reality show but i can imagine they'll have you do something and then edit together to make it look like a certain way i know you did snap decision but that was a little bit of a a different thing um funny thing about that i was trying out for stone cold's broken skull challenge yeah and um the person was like you're a little i hate when people tell me this small for this show because the athletes were a lot more bigger and jacked and they were like we like you for this and then they had me audition for that i feel like that was that was your first real taste for it if you could like uh if you could be a part of any current like reality i know you you i think i think you said fear factor before because we talked about this last time but like ones that are still going right now what could you envision yourself possibly tackling i'm like i really like selling sunset but I don't have a real estate license. so uh, uh. And I'm not married, but I think I'd be a great housewife of somewhere. I mean, <laughs> the, the real housewives of Pittsburgh? Yeah, I, mean, I probably wouldn't do that hot on no. the move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the closest one would be, to you would be New Jersey, then, probably, I would think, yeah. probably. I could be a great New Jersey housewife. Could you? Do you... Do you have the act? I don't know if you have the accent for it, but you can adopt. No, I'll it. be like the outsider that. Comes okay. In. Okay. I'll be like maybe I don't know. Maybe my story is like my husband like passed away under mysterious circumstances, and like I'm loaded now, and I have like my dog and my kids. Oh my god. And I'm just like, oh hey guys, I'm here. I'm here. Soon enough, you'll have the Jersey accent down though. Yeah. Is the thing. <laughs> But obviously, too, we were talking about BFT. You yourself, you've become pretty well acquainted singles-wise, too. You've won multiple championships. But, I mean, we talked about your goals for BFT. But, I mean, for you as a singles competitor as well, whether it's through WOW or you're revving up for more appearances this month, what do you hope to accomplish this year for yourself singles-wise? So, I want more and more belts. Um <laughs> I, I feel like a big part of my career, I've been wrestling for nine years and yeah. a lot of times I was enhancing people, but now I feel like I would like to be someone that's getting enhanced. I'd like to be, and I'm taking myself more seriously. A lot of it I feel like is kind of on me. I always really heavily relied on my personality, but now I'm like, oh shit, I can wrestle. So I want okay. people to see that. I want to like really show people that this year. I want to not be taken more seriously. But also not forget who I am, because I'm yeah. a goofball. Like, <laughs> balance. 
<laughs> it is finding that balance. But, you know, I think it's funny because you kind of have a perfect segue into this because we mentioned earlier, obviously, you're a current and former champion in multiple places, but you recently posted an interesting caption to Instagram about what it takes to be a champion. And that takes four key elements, according to you, grit, determination, the right amount of crazy and self-belief. So I kind of wanted to uh, dive a little bit deeper into each of those. I mean, we'll kind of go with the crazy part since you kind of alluded to that first. <laughs> Just having the right amount of crazy. I feel like that can that can be meaning like we all have a little bit of crazy in us, right. but I, I feel like in the ring, that just kind of means, you know, you're having fun. And I know you really pride yourself on enjoying your work and taking in that moment. So Absolutely. do you recall a time, whether it's in a show, at a match, or just anywhere in the atmosphere of wrestling where you really just had a lot of fun? I recently wrestled, and this is one of my favorite people on the planet, and we've had a lot of matches together, Amanada. Yeah, Queen Amanada, I love her. bring something out in each other. Like, our matches together, and I was even watching matches from some of our first matches. Like, we always bring something out in each other. We push each other to be our best. But I was, I think I posted this on my Instagram. We're having this serious match. And then in the middle, we're just shimmying at each other suddenly. And I'm like, where did that even come <laughs> from? Like, why did we do that? Um, every time I wrestle her, like, it's a very physical competition. But at the same time, like, I it, it gives me that I like literally didn't sleep that night because I was so excited after having that match. And that happens whenever I have a good match or if I have a bad match sometimes too. Um it, it is it's that right amount of crazy like you have to be crazy to want to do something that's against social norms yeah. like oh my daughter didn't go to college she went to wrestling school yeah. right so it's just little things like that <laughs> I guess it's a lot of crazy when you get into it because it's a lot of steps you have to take and I don't even know if crazy is the right word I think it goes back into that self-belief category like you need to believe in yourself to know that even though what you're doing isn't what is normal yeah it's what you can do it like you can do anyone can do anything they put their mind to with enough like you have to have the grit because things aren't always going to be easy and you have to be determined because uh, once again people are going to say things that make you think that you can't do something people are going to tell you you're not good enough people are going to tell you everything about yourself and you have to have that grit because if you let everything get to you, and it's okay to get a little upset, but use that strength and push you through and just keep going. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, grit to me means like courage or strength and stuff like that. But kind of, you kind of explained a little bit, what does that word mean to you? And how do you think that you yourself have kind of embodied that attribute of grit? So when I think grit, I think like getting down, like gritty, like okay. to those moments whenever you're at your weakest and you like climb through, you know, or pull through, you know, I think, um, after I'll use like a bad match, for example, like you have a bad match to keep going and that you're determined to do better next time. I think that's also like grit, like raw, just being, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, determination too, there's a lot of obstacles in life, especially in wrestling. And I'm sure that there's been multiple challenges for you as, like I said, as there is anything in life, but what is a challenge for you that sticks out that you eventually overcome, overcame, or at least you felt like you learned something from? 
Oh my gosh. That's hard to just pick one because I feel like I'm always learning from so much. Um, I feel like one of the biggest challenges for me getting into wrestling, and I think we talked about this a little last time, I didn't watch wrestling growing up. So when I started wrestling, it was, I was really unaware of things. And I, I mean, I studied my ass off. I watched so much. I watched more wrestling than probably like 90% of the other wrestlers. I, I think um, just like, I had to have that determination to want it. Um, And it was definitely like a huge obstacle going into a world where most of the other wrestlers already knew this stuff. So I feel like sometimes I got really down on myself because I wasn't picking up certain things because I didn't really understand the psychology of it. But then like over time, if you if you stick around long enough and if you pay enough attention and you are always constantly willing to like. uh, What is the word? Take critiques because people are going to tell you what you did wrong and you have to you can't take that to heart. Yeah. Which is hard sometimes. It, it is. really is. Especially <laughs> like depending some people's delivery isn't always the best either when they're telling you what you did wrong. It can yeah. be really disheartening, but you have to keep going. Like you just have to take that mm-hmm. with a grain of salt and know that next time that person sees you, you're gonna fix what that was and they're gonna be like What is what is one critique that you've received that you really, I mean, maybe you took it personally at first, I don't know, but what is one critique that you learned from and actively went to go kind of fix it or or change it? Oh, does that make sense? It was my level up moment of wrestling. Yeah. I was at a Rise seminar. I think it was the very first Rise seminar. I had been wrestling a lot as a heel at this point. I had a match and they wanted me to be a baby face. Mercedes Martinez told yeah. me you didn't have any fire. Yeah. And at first, yeah, I was like, what is she talking about? I have all kinds of fire. And then I watched it back and I really didn't. Right. So, and I feel like fire is not something you can really teach. You just have yeah. to start. It's like believing in yourself yeah. really. So I think just over continuing to wrestle, having more matches live, surviving Japan, surviving everything else. I just started believing in myself and then I watch my matches and I see what she means. So I like, will always, she's amazing. And I she know. always like did the seminars for us. And I think if anyone ever had a critique from her, like it's not coming from a bad place. Like she's sees what she said or she says what she sees. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I absolutely adore her. She's on my like Mount Rushmore. I feel like she's one of those underrated people been in the game over 20 years. And that kind of, I feel like that kind of correlates, it kind of brings it full circle to that self-belief aspect that you were talking about, because it takes time to build that self-esteem in and outside of the ring. I mean, you're juggling so much right now. How have you carved? I feel like, I don't know how to even explain this. I feel like a lot of people kind of sometimes maybe lose themselves in wrestling and feel like that that's that their whole identity. I know you have some stuff going on outside of it, but have you ever felt like you were maybe lost in wrestling and felt like that was your, like, that was your worth? Because I know a lot of people sometimes feel like their whole worth depends on like wrestling, if that makes sense. No, that makes so much much sense because I hear wrestlers like oh I only have three bookings this month and then they're like about to jump off a cliff pretty much just because they put their whole self-worth on it um and I have been to that point especially when I got back from Japan like I was so depressed coming back from Japan like you're treated a certain way and then you come back to the American Indies um 
And that was my whole identity was wrestler. I think over the pandemic, it's made us have to come up with other aspects and other things to make us happy. Um, For me, I've always really like fitness, I would say is most of my like hobbies. It's like what I really enjoy. I like doing anything physical with my body. Um, For me, it's like the one time of the day that I know like those weights aren't going to say nothing nasty to me. We're going to get it done and we'll feel better when I'm done. So yeah, I feel like a lot of wrestlers do lose themselves at some point. And I definitely have. Um, and I think also just getting older and just like learning more of who you actually are helps with that too. A lot of us start when we're young. Like I was in my early twenties. I didn't know who I was, you know? And I think most people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't. I feel like, I, again, I'm only 25. I still am kind of figuring my whole thing out. I feel like I've heard like once you hit like your thirties, that's when you like really know, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like 25 was like a big point in my life where I was like I think I know who I am yeah and I kind of did and then a couple more I was like no I didn't but you are starting you're right like you're starting to know more of what you don't like at least yeah. you know <laughs> but like you mentioned too a lot of your time in your 20s I mean building your career but a lot of it was moving around quite a bit for you too I mean OVW back to Pittsburgh then to Detroit then to LA now you're back in Pittsburgh I believe but I mean when you initially set out on this pursuit of wrestling was this a conscious plan you had laid out that you wanted to move around every so often or or what kind of sparked these moves (laughs) I I I think I was I have no idea I really don't know what got into my mind I, I was talking to my friend about this earlier and I don't know if wrestling wouldn't have been on TV that day I got back from my dad's funeral. Like what if it was NASCAR? Yeah. What if I was a NASCAR driver? I probably wouldn't be, but I, I don't know. Like something definitely guided me to do this stuff. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it's that crazy. Like we said, we we all got a little bit of crazy in us, right. you know? And I feel like in your 20s, again, I'm still in my 20s. I don't I don't know, have the answer for everything. But I feel like in that 20s, it's kind of like an experimental phase too. Like you're still like finding yourself. And I mean, obviously a lot of that though was to like go training in different places. Like you went from OVW to like IWC, then you went to Detroit and then you obviously built yourself in LA. But in a, in a lot of LA, you, I mean, you met Heather besides wrestling. LA is a, obviously a big hub for the entertainment business. And like we mentioned, you applied for a lot of reality yeah. shows, but <laughs> I mean, you're in the midst of LA though, which is like, like the, the place besides New York for like entertainment. Did you ever get involved in any, any acting or comedy or anything else entertainment related while you were out there? I didn't. And I kind of wish I would have, uh, but I know, like, there are a lot of people out there for that reason. That's what everyone's out there for. It's so much so that whenever I was looking for a bartending job, you had to have a resume because everyone wants gig work because it's, like, something they can do to make money between auditions or yeah. shows. So uh, it's just, it's a wild world. And I do actually um, enjoy, I, I didn't get to do much of it, but they, we were doing acting classes at WOW. And I'm like, this is fun. This is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, it kind of coincides. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how much you can get into this, um, but I know this morning you filmed a little short movie. I know that you, I don't, you don't need to spill everything, but can you give us a little insight? To what What's going on? What happened? <laughs> oh, so I can talk about it because okay. my friend's going to use it. Okay. Um, 
So I have, um, I cut hair yes. and I have a lot of really cool clients that do really cool things. I love it. I, I actually love getting to know everything about people, but that's literally his job is he does these interviews on people and it's their life story. So I, this morning I told him my whole life story. So that's why a lot of these answers are coming out so quick. Cause yeah. we did this earlier and I'm remembering like key points that were so important to me. Um, so it's going to be cool. He's going to turn this like two hour interview into something like fun that I can share. And, you know, and then I get the full length thing too. So like my grandkids someday can sit down yeah. and see, Oh, great grandma was a wrestler. Let's hear her story. Yeah. You know? I, f I feel like that, like I said, you have a really unique, like, background and stuff. A lot of people, you know, I feel like you're not alone, that there is a number of wrestlers who didn't, like, come up on wrestling, and then they didn't find it till like, their 20s or, like, late teens or something. But I am excited to see whenever this comes out. I don't even know if you know the time frame of when it could even be released, because he just filmed it today. I really, I don't know. He okay. said we'll have, like, rough, um, a rough edit by like monday so that'll be really long though okay. yeah i mean well, we're gonna have to edit some stuff it was i mean i we really got into a lot of things and not that i'm embarrassed of my past because we yeah. all have past and like yeah. i think without some of the mistakes i made i wouldn't be the person i am today i know i wouldn't be the person i am today yeah i mean you've lived like we i feel like you've lived a lot of lives if that makes sense like moving around till oh yeah i started moving around even before i left or before i started wrestling i'm curious where where were you you grew up in pittsburgh i know that where right. else did life land you before wrestling so this is the dumbest thing i ever did okay i was 18 i didn't even graduate high school yet and i fell in love with the next door neighbor boy he was like 21. We were in a way to Nashville together. Yeah. Um, I just like hearing this come out of my mouth. I'm like, you did that. That was dumb. Bad, bad, bad. Well, I hope you um, had some money saved up is the only no, thing. No, I didn't have a dime. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we live, we learn. That was a really like, I'm really glad I have good parents that were like, come home. Yeah. and got me home but um yeah like there's that's just the first place and I lived in Charleston South Carolina and then uh I think I came back to Pittsburgh for two years and then it was off to Louisville Kentucky so um since I've been 18 I've been everywhere I know I feel like low-key though that's like low-key romantic if you're 18 at the time we're like what's it called <laughs> impulsive yeah you know the things you do for love or what you think is love anyway what you think is love yes, yeah. yes. Nashville though I I was at Nashville last year oh my god I fell in love with Broadway I fell in love with Nashville though I will oh, admit cool. uh where did you did you say like in the city area yeah we I think we were about 10 minutes from Broadway so we went like all around it was so much fun that's awesome. I, I really, Nashville's so fun. I had a cousin that lived there and he was actually friends with the neighbor boy. So we were living with my cousin. So I at least okay. had family. Yeah. yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were you, what were you doing for like work then? How long were you in Nashville? What, what were you, how were you surviving there then? I'm curious. So my cousin really had a plane. And I lived with him, like I lived on his couch. Okay. Um, I barely paid rent. I was, uh, He's being really needy. Um, <laughs> I barely paid rent, but I was a waitress. 
Okay. That makes so I wasn't sense. doing too bad for myself. Other I, than barely paying my bills. <laughs> you know, you're 18, you live and you learn. You know, you're a smarter woman now in your 30s. You know, you live and you learn. We all we all have those, you know, we all have those all dumb do. moments in our life, you know? It, it it's just yeah, a part of growing up to even 18 is honestly still like you're still growing up finding yourself you should be considered 16 when you're 18 still true like, i agree I, I uh sometimes there's a lot of really like <laughs> young girls getting into wrestling now and some of the things they say i was like oh my god rachel you were so much worse don't even get annoyed. <laughs> like you were so much worse yeah i'm but- actually glad i didn't get into wrestling till after i had experienced a little bit more life because yeah. i feel like it could have been potentially hazardous for me <laughs> I, yeah I mean some people have to I mean there's a bunch of girls right now who have started training at like 13 years old or start training while in high school so that yeah you're you're growing up at the same time you have to grow up quickly while you're trying to learn this like adult sport you know right. it's crazy and it goes back to that like finding yourself like because yeah. you're supposed to be this character but I think it's hard to be this character when you don't know who you are yeah. yet and that takes it takes time it, and there's does. some really amazing like young girls out there and 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 guys yeah but I yeah I was just too much of a loose cannon I I wouldn't have had the same control that they do <laughs> I mean we all have we all grow at our own rates and you're back in Pittsburgh now right yes yeah so after LA you landed back in Pittsburgh what prompt you were in LA for 18 months what prompted you to move back to your home base in Pennsylvania I I wanted to travel uh, more so overseas and rent in California kind of makes that hard to do so I put my stuff back in with my parents and that's when I went to Japan that makes sense yeah so and then I came back from there um I moved in with my best friend and uh that was great. And I just kind of got stuck here doing the. I would have left, I think, but then the pandemic happened and I met someone and we have a dog and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Star-Lord is first of all, an iconic name, but even <laughs> you're so adorable. Star-Lord, you're the true star. <laughs> he is. He's a mess right now. <laughs> and you're still working as a barber, right? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, a lot of people juggle a lot of jobs and projects, but for you, have you, I'm pretty sure you have, have you ever seriously considered making wrestling full time or do you kind of enjoy having your hands in multiple buckets as they say? I am not good with free time. I'm very like, as you can tell, I'm very high energy. So I definitely need other outlets. I was wrestling pretty much full time in 2000. 19 to 20 um because I spent a lot of time in Japan we were still filming wow I think I was doing stuff with all because we were still allowed to work with like impact and stuff at that time um I was back at OVW a couple times a week so like I was really busy but I still kept my haircutting job I only was going in like one two days a week but I kept that job which I'm glad I kept yeah. yeah, keeps yourself. I mean, especially through the pandemic, nobody could have predicted that. I know that forced that industry specifically forced a lot of people shut. And I remember people were like wanting to get their haircuts. You know, people were doing it. For, I remember that because I was um an essential worker, and people would come in for the weirdest things, like especially for like hair to trim them. It was it yeah. was a whole thing. 
<laughs> it was a whole thing. And I have three more questions for you, by the way. Okay. But I mean, a couple of years ago, you kind of combined uh, two of your specialties, being on camera and boxing in LA. I know you filmed some sort of boxing content with Darius Fights. So if yeah. you recall that, can you tell me more about this? What exactly did you film out there? So we did like a boxing thing, but it was more like a POV. Okay. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. One of my friends was like, yeah, you should check this out and make some extra cash. And I did. It's literally like just, um, I, I used to box too. Yeah. I boxed through high school. You did. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. But it's like literally like a video of me, like punching at a camera. Oh. I don't really, I don't really know the whole okay. thing with it. I don't know. It might be a fetish for all I know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I was just curious because I know it's like you said, you obviously way before wrestling, you grew up doing kickboxing and martial arts too. So, I mean, as that evolved, how was that adjusting your body and mindset to, for, from those to wrestling, you're big into fitness, but I have to imagine there's some differences in adapting your body to it. Oh man. Yeah. So like boxing and kickboxing, like it's, I it, I didn't even know how much more physically demanding demanding wrestling was going to be because whenever you're getting ready for a fight like yeah you're working really hard but you're not having matches all the time yeah. like you might have a couple you might have a fight here and there but you're not getting ready for a fight like to have like three in a weekend that doesn't happen I mean I'm sure there might be tournaments or something like that but you're not doing it every single weekend um <laughs> It, it was it was like a lot of different it's different too in the mindset of you always are thinking when you're boxing and you're always thinking when you're wrestling but there's also a thing of improv in wrestling yeah. and then there's keeping in mind that you're a character keeping in mind that I don't there's just so much that goes into it like whenever you're boxing and stuff, you pretty much go into autopilot. And I think I go into autopilot when I wrestle too, but I have to Wrestling's remember. more unpredictable because I mean, you yeah. have the crowd aspect. I mean, the crowd, you, you could yeah. change call, change spots on the fly, you know, it's much yeah. more unpredictable. Yeah. And there are no, you don't have to remember things when you're boxing. You have to yeah. remember things when you're wrestling, but then you also have to be aware of this yeah. right here. And then when I'm boxing, I'm not aware of what I'm doing with mm -hmm. my face you know do you still actively box or is that more just like I don't know do you have a boxing glove or a boxing bag punching bag I I, I really don't anymore okay. I had a, a hand injury in 2016 so I really can't be like punching on things because I would probably bend the thing in my hand how how did you break your hand Oh my gosh. So it was my last day of training at the House of Truth in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. I went there for this all female boot camp. It yeah. was pretty much like a women of honor thing, which I don't even know what ever happened. So I'm training every day, seven hours a day, four days a week. The very last day. Are you winning? Someone had me up for a thing and they're like, Do you want to take this bump? I said no. I was going, they pushed me up. I was going like, I knew I was going to hit my head. So I put my hand, you never are supposed to put your hands out, but I did because I was scared. I knew I was going to hit my head and I don't know what happened. Like my hand was just like shattered. It was like your yeah. whole hand. I mean, I have a broken yeah. pinky, but I, I can't imagine can, like, my, I don't think you can see it, but no. there's like a scar down the middle. Um, but it like folded in half. 
It was gross. <laughs> I have a I have a broken pinky I'm stuck with for Ooh. the rest of my life. I see that. <laughs> yeah. I can't straighten it. This is as far as it goes. But I can't <laughs> imagine a whole hand like shattered. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like I'm lucky enough to be able to cut hair and still wrestle, but yeah. I don't want to like, I don't want to be punching yeah. the heavy bag and stuff like that. It hurts. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, better safe than sorry. There's still, you can do a lot of other things in wrestling that aren't, or I mean, in general that aren't hand centered yeah. per se, you know, take those precautions <laughs> i still do like the combat fights because i like grappling yeah. i still yes. like striking but i don't like like full-on getting yeah. blown in the face yeah. anymore either so you know i don't blame you there you know like cte and stuff is like a real thing so i don't no, blame no, you no. i don't blame you but <laughs> to close things out we were i feel like even throughout this whole thing you were mentioning like so we were reflecting on the past and you know where you are right now but I feel like there a lot of there's more qualities that translate over to real life as well. And one of those I feel like is growth and obviously evolution. So throughout your adulthood, you know, how do you think that you've grown as a woman and as a competitor as well? That's a really awesome question. So I feel like when I was younger, I was more of a follower and I did things to fit in. Um, and I think a lot of us do, right? We all want acceptance. We all want our peers to appreciate and like us. But as I've gotten older, I feel like I'm more comfortable with who I am. I'm okay with being corny. I'm okay with being goofy. A little crazy. <laughs> a yeah. little crazy. And I'm okay with that. I'm a really intense person. If you can't deal with that, you probably don't need to be in my life. But at the same note, I feel like I used to be kind of an ass to now at this point in my life, if any female ever asked me for help wrestling like I'm there for you sis like I gotcha it's all about the sisterhood yeah and I just I really think um you know like when we watch back to reality tv we watch these reality shows and it pits women against women all the time it's kind of disgusting I really like the idea of maybe like and this is why I like wow it's women working together yeah. right we can get along and we can get things done so I feel like from my mindset when I was younger, it was more of a like, I have a ton of girlfriends now, but at that point I was like, you know, but now I'm like, no, yeah. we're a sisterhood. We need to band together. So I just think over time you become more of less what everyone wants you to be. And like, then you become who you really are. Yeah. And who are you, Raylan? <laughs> who am I? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm a lot of things. I'm a dog mom. I'm a you fitness are. person. I'm a barber. Um, I'd say I'm probably pretty fun to hang out with unless you can't handle this because I talk a lot. <laughs> Works for me, especially if you're like an introvert. Like, you know, that's, that's bad to say, but like I'm, I lean more introverted. So mm -hmm. I feel like that would, that would mix well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I have a, a few introverted friends and they love it. I like pull things <laughs> out in them. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it works though but you know you are also a champion obviously brie combination tag team champs with heather monroe before we let you go though can you please share where the people can find you online so you can find me on instagram ray star five r-a-y-s-t-a-r five and then on twitter you can find me at ray underscore lynn that's r-a-y underscore l-y-n you know, I'm shocked that you like got, I mean, granted the underscore, but I feel like that would be more like a more common name. So I'm actually shocked that you got a hold right. of it. Well, I mean, it was about okay. 10 years ago. <laughs> Fair. So. <laughs> Fair. 
fair. But you are a star, hence Ray Star 5. You are a star. It's oh, been a pleasure chatting with you, Raylan. Thank you so much for chatting with me you. today. Bye.